Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Trampoline Hall podcast. I am your host, Misha Globerman. Trampoline Hall, you know this. Trampoline Hall is what? Why? It's a lecture series. Where does it take place? In a bar. Usually in what series? Usually in Toronto sometimes in other cities. Uh, people give lectures on all kinds of topics with the one restriction being what? That they cannot lecture on subjects on which they are professionally expert. I'm trying to make this participatory with you guys and it is not working. Anyhow, after each lecture, uh, I take questions from the audience. That's what we do in the show. This is of course the Trampoline Hall podcast. What we do is we take recordings. In each podcast episode, we take one lecture and the accompanying Q&A, uh, we make that into a podcast and blammo, it goes to you and then you get to uh, listen to it. In this season, Kate Bars went through the archives and chose one lecture for each episode for you to enjoy. If you like the uh, podcast, you really might want to come check out the live show. Uh, in Toronto, when it's not the pandemic, we do it live in a bar in Toronto. But when it is the pandemic, we do it online. So even if you're not in Toronto, and I think many of our podcast listeners aren't, uh, you can actually check out the online version of the live show. It's actually kind of neat. You get to see the audience. You get to see a lecture. It's, it's shorter than the show. It's great. It's fantastic. You'll love it. Um, anyhow, this is not the time for that. This is the time for this. Uh, I'm going to introduce uh, this episode's lecture. I warning or an enticement it might contain mature language uh, the topic is flea circuses both real and fraudulent and the lecturer is nanad jovanovic good evening <clears throat> i once had a booklet that told through images the story of the eating from the forbidden tree the comic book a publication of a religious sect may well have been the worst rendition of the parable ever produced. <laughs> In one frame, the crudely drawn Adam and Eve were biting the fruit, the apple juice squirting the hero's and heroine's eyes closed in pleasure. In the next frame, the couple was sadly examining the dirt that has now appeared on their bodies. It was the comic book creator's attempt to explain the metaphor of the apple through literalizing another metaphor, that of dirt. What does this have to do with flea circuses, which is uh, my topic for this lecture? You're about to find that out. The Romans thought that fleas were nothing but animated dirt, so things are starting to get connected already. <laughs> Pliny the Elder wrote that some insects are engendered by filth, acted upon by the rays of the sun. Before the advent of personal hygiene and such inventions as the vacuum cleaner, 
and the washing machine, the prominence of the human flea was much greater than now. This fact, <laughs> as well as the expansion of affordable but sophisticated optical instruments in the 19th century, contributed to the inception of the flea circus. <laughs> to put it as simply as possible for those of you who um, don't happen to uh, know, Real flea circuses are places in which conventional circus routine is done on a significantly smaller scale <laughs> by fleas. More, more, more details are to follow. The Latin name of the irritating insect is Pulex irritans, like its uh, 2,500 cousin species the flea that thrives in the company of people is an ectoparasite. This means that it drinks blood of the host organism from outside and not from within it. However, flea circus, uh, flea circus attractions are never based on the insect's peculiar feeding habits. <laughs> Why are there then flea circuses but not say grasshopper or ladybird ones? The first reason concerns the insect's extraordinary strength. The human flea has a remarkably hard shell and can survive being stepped on. <laughs> At the start of a jump, the flea experiences a force greater than 140 times that of gravity. It can jump up to 10 inches into the air, which is equivalent to a human clearing the Great Pyramid of Giza with a single bound. Fleas can pull objects 400 times heavier than they are, and lift things 150 times their own weight. Judging by the might of the ant, uh, this omnipresent insect would make perfect circus material. <laughs> but the fact that the ant is also a highly disciplined creature, famous for maintaining complex social structures within its populations, uh, makes it unsuitable for being the star of an insect circus. <laughs> It would hardly be a challenge to tame an animal that comes to the world with the instinctive knowledge of such disciplines as architecture and cattle breeding. <laughs> By cattle breeding, I uh, mean um, uh, the ants' habit of uh, bringing uh, plant lice into their nests and uh, milking them for the so-called honeydew, the, the product they are uh, made of sap, the plant lice. Um, Precisely because most ants' uh, behavior testifies of the high level of the insect's organization, individual ants do not come across as strong characters, but rather as neutral society members, <laughs> obedient and therefore uninteresting. Please jump out, literally and otherwise. Because of the way um, they move, humans often perceive them as funny, which further adds to the insect's star quality. <laughs> Also of importance for the status fleas have held in the showmanship of uh, yesterdays uh, is their relation to sex. First, the flea has extraordinarily large sexual equipment. <laughs> One of the species, the jigger flea, comprises very little but genitalia. <laughs> and, and you thought Robert Crumb's imagination was wild. Second, Fleas, being carriers of bubonic plague, <laughs> held responsibility for the frenetic orgies of numbered days, which the disease induced. 
as further evidence of the link between fleas and sex, pornographic literature, especially German, is swarming with fleas. <laughs> there exists a book-length German bibliography of domestic and foreign fl flea literature from the 16th century to the present day. In French, um, there is an etymological kinship between the word, uh, the word for flea and that for virginity, pousse and pousselage. 17th century Frenchmen wore around their necks as a fashion accessory live fleas on gold chains caught from their pa partner's body. <laughs> it was probably not only an expression of the ardor of their love, but also a claim of having taken a virginity. The logic being the poos must have come together with the pousselage. <laughs> what do the stars of flea circuses typically do? I will answer that question through the words of the so-called outside talker of Professor Heckler, who owned the last major real flea circus in the US. Ladies and gentlemen, downstairs you'll meet Professor Roy Heckler's world-famous trained flea circus. 16 fleas, six principles and 10 understudies, and they will perform six different acts. As act number one, a flea will juggle a ball while lying on its back. As act number two, a flea will rotate a tiny miniature merry-go-round. As act number three, three fleas will be placed on chariots and the flea that hops the fastest will, of course, win the race. But the act, ladies and gentlemen, that most people talk about, the one they pay to see, Three tiny fleas will be put in costumes and placed upon the ballroom floor, and when the music is turned on, those fleas will dance. <laughs> I know that it sounds hard to believe, but may I remind you that seeing is believing, and you'll see it all inside in Professor Roy Heckler's trained flea circus. End of quote. <laughs> How are fleas made to sort fight, race with chariots, and play soccer? After being selected for performance, the insects are harnessed with thin gold wires or silk threads. This is possible thanks to the groove that exists between the insect's neck and body, which serves as a capital holdfast for the harness. When the less humane method of gluing a flea in place is employed and the base of its enclosure heated, the insect gives an impression of playing a musical instrument. The juggling and soccer-playing fleas first have to be trained not to jump by spending a certain amount of time in uh, miniature containers. If a pith ball is placed onto the flea's legs, their instinctive movements cause the ball to rotate. Soaking a ball of porous matter with a repellent and rolling it towards the restrained flea will make the insect kick the ball away. The illusion of the fencing fleas is created by gluing two fleas onto the ends of two posts and fastening a piece of metal or wood to a front leg of each insect. Since the flea's impulse is to try getting rid of the alien object, when two such fleas are put close to one another, they will appear to be having a sword fight. <laughs> Flea circuses have always been surrounded by skepticism. In his memoir, Bartolotto, who is considered the inventor of the flea circus, gives the account of Baroness Rothschild, his patroness, suspecting that uh, what the showman presented were, in fact, merely flea skins containing tiny machinery. 
When Bartolotto offered to prove that fleas are real by letting them feed on the Baroness's blood, she replied, you are a great genius, and if you can make them walk, you can make them bite. To construct a machinery of microscopic size and to build it into dead fleas doesn't in the slightest seem easier than taming the insects. <laughs> the Baroness is finding one more credible than the other is indicative of something else. The conflictive relationship of science and religion that occurred in the 19th century <laughs> as a result of the impetuous development of science. Exemplary philosophers of the era believed that science was the utmost stage of humanity and that it would remove other imperfect stages such as the religious and the metaphysical ones. The popularization of science meant, among other things, making scientific proofs available and comprehensible to the common man. This did not satiate mankind's hunger for knowledge, but made another kind of hunger, that for proofs themselves, enormously more widespread than uh, it had been previously. Reporting about things beyond our touch, sight, hearing, etc., scientists like theologians provided reminders of the limits of the senses. The latter, however, strove to demonstrate that all phenomena can be explained in terms of natural causes and laws. The corollary of this position was the undermining of the notion of miracle, which religious faith rests on. The dichotomy between those who maintain that everything is rationally explicable and those who asserted that there are things that cannot be comprehended was even reflected by the circus lingo, albeit in a convoluted way. While sideshow impresarios typically advertise their exhibits as miracles of nature, deformed people, exotic animals, savages from faraway lands and the like, flea circus owners almost invariably called themselves professors. Professor Liconti, Professor Wagner, Rule, the list goes on and on. The impresario's subtle reassurance that they weren't showing illusions but realities would have been needless if the experience of seeing a flea circus show didn't, didn't often make one call into question the reli reliability of the senses. This happened often because the minuscule performers could barely be seen, let alone perceived by other senses. The anecdote ab about the Baroness Rothschild is telling of the stubbornness of doubt. It's getting very serious here. <laughs> Which is said to be the beginning of wisdom. Doubt that X is does not necessarily die with the emergence of evidence that X indeed is. I would speculate that the theories about man's not landing on the moon wouldn't be as abundant as they are if the evidence of the landing wasn't made available to millions through the broadcast. Speaking about television, the media may have played a vital role in the demise of the flea circus. The, the real one, of course. The last major American uh, real flea circus ran out of business shortly after the appearance in the early 60s of a TV show featuring a fake flea circus. The fact that the enterprise was located on New York's 42nd Street could be another testimony to the existence of a relation between fleas and sex. <laughs> the real flea circus offered audiences a bunch of insects behind crude magnifying glasses. 
The fake flea circus offered sophisticated TV lenses if in front of which there was the performing dude and nothing else at all. The measure of the fake flea tamer's skill was his ability to trick the viewer into believing that the insects exist. This, of course, would have been impossible without the audience's willingness to be tricked. This willingness is indicative of the contemporary state of mind, which is again widely marked by doubt. Let me now try to describe the logic behind its workings. If X is credible, this is the explanation, an attempt. It is such because it is trying to be such. Now the very fact that it's trying is a good reason for suspicion that X is in fact something else, perhaps a Y. <laughs> this kind of reasoning makes a Y that is unconvincingly pretending to be something else, for example, an X, somehow more acceptable than the genuine Y. It seems to me that the prevalence in recent times of the described way of thinking helped pave the way for the prolifer uh, proliferation of fake flea circuses. As a civilization, we have grown um, uncertain about pretty much everything, and the nature of the TV medium perfectly matches the general sentiment. Baudrillard, who, who is, by the way, uh, uh, an, ex an extremely short fellow, and for that reason alone, like a cultural, uh, a flea-sized cultural theorist, so <laughs> that itself... Uh, <laughs> considered television uh, a chief instrument in establishing the hyperreal, a self-referential system of science and images with potential to de destabilize or invert the ontological priority of reality over illusion. Television is also fundamental to the emergence of the contemporary sensibility of inhabiting an infosphere, a world increasingly made up of mediated information, and the information society is characterized by a denial of the corporeal aspects of existence. Not coincidentally at all, what is arguably the most significant dystopia of the past century, Orwell's 1984, dwells on the uh, concerns over the medium of television, among other things, of course. And one of the most commercially successful of recent dystopias, the film The Matrix, features a copy of a Baudrillard book. Like many dystopian films, The Matrix has mostly a sterile setting. I have already implied that the scarcity of human fleas we are experiencing and the incessantly growing hy hygiene standards are related to one another. Another implication I've made is that the society's nurturing pseudo-scientific doubt is partly to blame for the near extinction of real flea circuses. <laughs> I would now venture to say that our obsession with cleanliness and the growing fissure between the psychological and bodily aspects of our being are interconnected. A clean body is much easier to deny than, for example, a body whose owner scratches at fleas. <laughs> that parasites are dearly missed is best proven by the fact that in the absence of real ones, people sooner or later start inventing them. Last month at the trampoline hole, a lecture was given on musical earworms. There's no such species, of course. <laughs> Fictional parasites are the subjects of many contemporary novels, short stories, comic books, movies. Why do we miss parasites? 
perhaps because they easily attain metaphorical resonance, which can help close the aforementioned fissure. Public lies, for instance, are often thought of as a synonym from, uh, for promiscuity. Uh, the elephant is not thought of as a synonym for anything like uh, is there a rela relation between uh, 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 the size of uh, uh, the pubic uh, louse and uh, and uh, it's it's um, um, sorry I got lost here uh, and uh, and uh, the metaphorical uh, actually the association that it evokes I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Being like fleas microscopic, pubic lice are perceived as almost immaterial. And even those who had the chance to see a real flea circus saw the stars only barely. It's by definition an eye straining um, experience. <laughs> Seeing is believing, as Professor Heckler's outside talker used to say but those who have not seen and have believed are blessed. I confess that the key source in the research for this uh, lecture was Wikipedia. <laughs> Notori <laughs> Notorious for the inaccuracy of its entries. <laughs> With that in mind, um, and this is not a rhetorical question, I would really like uh, to know. Do you believe what you've just heard from me? <laughs> Thank you. Nadat Ivanovich, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Goldman. Up next, we'll come at A. Um. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, I, I'm going to see if you have any questions rather than... Uh, yes, you, sir, with your hat on your hand raised. Um, uh, bear with me while I tease this question out. Um, so you, you've suggested basically that... Huh, I don't know, but... But, <laughs> but you, you have posited somewhat that fleas have disappeared to our age of skepticism. Um, what I'm wondering within that is... How is it for you that fleas exist only when they're trained by humans to do certain tricks? Fleas are still with us, after all. It's just the flea circus that has disappeared. So why is it for you that the, the focus is on these domesticated, illusory traits? Actually, well, what the, question, well, what's, the question is why 
why the modern fascination with the flea circus? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I might be wrong about this, but I believe the lecturer has implied that fleas have disappeared, which is not the case. Okay, so, so, so but, but, but the, the, the point of tension seems to be that, that the, 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 the domesticated flea has disappeared, and this has led, you know, along other things of, of, of that modern skepticism have got rid of, like the miracle and so on. So what is it about the domesticated flea? <clears throat> Actually, uh, the human flea as a species is becoming more and more scarce. Uh, if uh, you have a dog and it uh, has fleas, it's uh, an entirely different uh, species that cannot be trained. It's not suitable for... <laughs> well, that, uh, that answers your question. Um, yes, you, sir. You, sir, you're the man. Um, first of all, Wikipedia is very accurate, according to a <laughs> recent paper in Nature that shows that Wikipedia is accurate. No, it's not, because it's written by the people. <laughs> I can explain this paper and another time. But the, the thing is, I want to ask you, do you think that people, uh, if, if I understand you correctly, do you think that part of the reason that people don't believe in the circuses anymore is because they wanted to be amazed by scientific uh, inventions, and now they just are less trusting of science? Well, partly, yes. Um, the Flea Circus uh, started, started as an in institution in 1830, and that was the era in which, uh, um, as I mentioned in the paper, uh, good quality optical instruments um, started to, you know, get uh, um, uh, exported all over the, the, the world, mostly from um, Italy and Germany. So uh, Germany is still famous for, for its lenses. Italy too once was. And um, maybe there's a link. This is now a diversion, but uh, maybe you notice that uh, uh, the names of the professors uh, were all Italian and German. So, um, I, I, I have a feeling that I uh, didn't answer your question, but uh, <laughs> I, can <coughs> I can discuss Wikipedia. I mean, uh, a classmate of mine uh, has, has made up a number of entries on, on a fictional uh, historic uh, character, and you can you check it. I mean, it's, uh, it's all there, and no one will ever touch it. So, it's, uh, um, I mean, it's highly arguable that it, it's, a, it's a, you know, uh, trustworthy uh, source I, I, of information. I want to come back to the part of the, the part of it that, that I think was the question, which was which was the part about whether about the relation between um, uh, uh, people's desire was it people's desire specifically to be oh, yeah, yeah, by yeah. science. Is that what? Right. Actually, uh, uh, it's a great question, and I'm I'm glad that my my lecture has inspired <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> 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 but. Uh, uh, I, I, <coughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm not sure. Yes, uh, partly, probably, probably. I can only speculate. Do you think yes. that it's, Do you think that it's different understandings of what science is? Because it feels to me like part of it is that there's like one version of science, which is sort of the early version, where it's like, oh, science lets us see things that are maybe so tiny or so far away or whatever that we could neither see, couldn't, couldn't see otherwise. 
Probably, yes. I mean, um, the word scientist, uh, it, it was coined in uh, the 19th century. Uh, and um, television, for example, I don't know if you knew that, uh, it's, it's a 19th century invention. Um, so uh, pretty much everything um, happened, uh, you know. Um, so scientists, television, and flea circus all invented yes. in the 19th century. Y yes, I mean, um, yeah. Uh, I meant, uh, uh, of course, science has existed since um, always, but uh, um, uh, the, it, it became uh, very, very popular in uh, the 19th century. So. All right, well, that doesn't really answer. It does, it's illuminating enough that I'll accept that. <laughs> um, to, yeah, yes, you, 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 sir, yes. Um, How do you think I've uh, ne never I've never seen a, a flea flea circus show, unfortunately. But um, <clears throat> I guess it's um, it's similar to mime miming. Uh, I, I I'm pretty it's sure. It's sort of like the opposite of mime because well, there's no performer, but there are props. Uh, yeah. Let me let me think about yeah. Well, uh, the the, the performance uh, the performer in in um, a real uh, in a fake play circus is the, the is the impresario, right? Oh, the, okay. The that's like the auteur the theory of the, of the yes, play circus. Yes. 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 Right. So. And but no, but I assume that what are they? I mean, I assume that there is a way that you could, for instance, make little little swords move around without attaching them to fleas. Like that's what happens in a fake flea circus, I assume. Is that right? Like they do the same tricks but there's no fleas involved? Is that what makes them fake? No, I, I don't think that the tiny props are moving, you know. So you think in a flake circus there's just nothing? They're just yes. like step right here and they Yes, like the you 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 know, like you 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 follow I that's how I imagine it to look like. Like you um follow the um the, the performers um you know, eyeline, and then there's a, <laughs> there's a flea, you know, <laughs> jumping, and I, th this is how I imagine it. But so, you're, so he's really just like, you're just watching an audience. It's like, it's like you're just watching somebody else be really amazed, and you're like, well, I guess I'm amazed too. I, I, I think so, yes, I think so. It, that's crazy. I mean, you know, the, the, the TV uh, show that I m mentioned, like uh, with the help of a telephoto lens, you can show that you know there's nothing in front of it. I mean, uh, you can you can have close-ups uh, in uh, the environment of a real fl flea circus. You can never see that good. Um, you, you, you mean in a real? Oh, right. right because yes. Because, uh, okay. Because TV makes it more. Like you can get closer. Right. Wait, so because it's on TV. I know I've lost you actually. Because it's on TV, you can get closer. E Yes. The yes, TV revealed yes, that it yes. was a scam. You, he understands you. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing going on, right? right? He's kind of exactly right. The host would be like, and now witness the amazing, you know, he's going to do three somersaults and die. And then, like, nothing would happen. But he would react like it was the biggest thing on earth. And, and everybody sitting around watching it would all want to pretend that they had seen it. I see. So live, you would want to go away, you would want to go along with it, but on TV, it would, it would seem fake. Is that the idea? Could, the camera could zoom in and show there was actually nothing there. Yes, right? yes, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, thank you for, for putting it that nice. That's what he's here for. <laughs> um, I, okay, I'll go to you. Yes, you, sir. Yes. I, I, well, I just have an association between flea circuses and Mexico. Do you know why? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I do. Well, it, it was a, a popular um, pastime among Mexican nuns in the 19th century. 
no, not 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 uh, 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 training fleas, but uh, dressing uh, uh, flea corpses. Wait, is that is that is that is that true, or are you just making that up? And again, it's fine either that's, way. That's totally true. Yes. And what would they do? They would dress up the flea corpses as, as what historical figures, or just yes, among other things, yes. And and with that. Was there like a crossover between that and flea circuses? Would that be like a sideshow at a flea circus, or is it uh, totally different? Yeah, uh, some some uh, uh, real flea circuses displayed, uh, you know, um, um, dead dead fleas in 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 historic uh, costumes. Like, um, like what? Like what? Like what's an example of a, like like Napoleon, for example. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, all right, well, I certainly that, that should be enough to, to confirm the reason for your association. Uh, yes, you, 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 sir. Uh, I wonder if you see any parallels between um, our, some people's fascination to reality TV programs uh, and the police services of 100 years ago, the idea of looking at these, uh, through, not through German lenses, but looking through our TV screens at these little miniature worlds that most people know are fake but people watch them anyway and want to believe that they're real. And to your point earlier that if other people are watching them and reacting mm. to them, then that's enough. I don't know much about uh, reality TV. I'm um, extremely old-fashioned. I uh, saw the first installment of The Matrix only recently, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking like, like Survivor and that Donald Trump show. Yes, I know. They they have these shows and there's they have these shows and they take people and they make them do yes, tricks. Yes, and Donald yes. Trump looks at them and goes, "Woo, that's amazing." Yes. So uh, how is this related to um, uh, flea circuses? It's a question you could well ask each other for a while. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure that uh, a link a link could be found, but it would um, take some time. <laughs> and certainly time time that we don't have now, but maybe. Maybe something if you ever are on vacation or something, you could you could try it. Um, I, I'm gonna go to you because I have, feel I haven't heard from you. Yes. Uh, okay, I don't have a question. I have an answer. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> um, you asked us if we believe you. Yes. Yeah. And the longer you talk, you you are an impresario. You're not. <laughs> you are not a trampoline hall lecturer. You're just a talker. And I'm I I mean Mexican nuns dress God help me if I lie. I mean, this is... <laughs> no. <clears throat> it's, it, but it's true, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia, right. He says, true is Wikipedia. I thought Wikipedia lies was a verb, but I was like trying to. <laughs> sure, we all Wikipedia lies once in a while. But it's not, that it doesn't mean it's not true. Um, uh, yes, you. The fights are breaking out. 
You can't talk about flea circuses without people starting to shatter bottles and threaten each other. Did you get the story about the nuns dressing up flea corpses from Wikipedia? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I read about it uh, in a number of um, books, and uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure Wikipedia mention, <laughs> mentions it as well. Yeah. Uh, I, okay, okay, yes, you in the sound booth, you sir. In Bolivia, there's a Simon Bolivar uh, fleet uh, in the National Museum of Bolivia. See? Are you saying that to refute his theory that this is indigenous to Mexico? Is no, that your point? I mean, I'm saying that it's a, maybe like oh, a pan, like. South America, like the rest of the Americas, it was popular there as, as well. Oh, like, okay, all right. You know. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. It's so unusual to hear you not contradict the lecturer that I, I was like, I don't understand. Why does this prove him wrong? I was, um, uh, th all right, yes, you man. Um, with the whole sort of, um, I guess, d devastation of the fleas, uh, is it possible that there is sort of a movement um, that will bring them back again, particularly, I'm wondering if there's a link with that sort of regeneration to a shift toward um, uh, the, what's that, that's really screwed up right wing, in, in the design thing, but I so- Intelligent rejected. design? Yeah, there's just like, you never put those two words together. The intelligent design, um, religious denial of science, with the flea circus coming back. Do you think these two things could converge? Uh, probably, yes. Uh, what I know is that there is, a, there is an American artist uh, who works with fleas. And uh, also there's, um, there's a German uh, uh, flea circus. Uh, I, I don't think it's open throughout the year, but during the Oktoberfest it definitely is. <laughs> And that one is very much alive. It's a, a tourist um, attraction. And you want? And how does that connect in, in with intelligent design? Is that your question? Well, I'm wondering if, if it's possible that if, if you're capable of believing, you know, as there's an increase of the intelligent design, that there's a possibility that there's an increase. And you mean creationism, right? Dressed up creationism is what. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was in the back? What happened? Oh, it's not the same thing. I'm sorry. All right. But, I, but for, for the sake of inaccurate oversimplification, let's say it's the same thing. So, like, that group seems more capable of buying into the whole flea circus. So, I'm just wondering if, given that that group is that by, by that group, you mean like people who believe in God? Is that the is that the group you're talking about, or are you? No, I'm talking about the like serious like wing nuts. <laughs> okay, so wing nuts. So what? So I I I don't know. Your your question is 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 the modern increase in popularity of the flea circus because of the fundamental religious right in America? Is that your question? Because now, say the answer is no. I don't know. I'm just in a bad mood. It's not. It's not. It's not you. It's me. Okay. Uh, yes, you in the back. Did you come across any incidences of rogue or superstar fleas? Superstar. Uh, well. Uh, Were there any rogue or superstar fleas who what left the circus for solo careers? Is that the idea? The who what? 
Well-known fleas. Mm, there's a guy who sells uh, uh, retired uh, uh, flea circus stars on the internet. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and they all have names. Um, that's, I, I don't know it, how, how close to stardom that is. But I think once people are selling you live on the internet, that means you're famous. <laughs> well... <laughs> Um, uh, well, maybe, maybe for no reason other than I would, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, okay, ladies wonderful. and gentlemen, Nenad Yovanovich. Trampoline Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty and is hosted by me. This podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. Our coordinating producer is Kate Bars. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps a lot. I'm Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.